family life can be both rewarding and frustrating. That is why we are here to strengthen families with quality information and support to meet the many challenges they face. Welcome to In Support of Families. Parents all over the world have been through the same trials that you are facing. Your host, Emma Lou Penrod, is here to help with valuable parenting tips for a happy, orderly home. talking to Tammy Gowen today. She is a life and wellness coach and energy worker, and she helps people decrease anxiety, stress, and overwhelm. Her area of speciality is working with highly sensitive people. Tammy, welcome. Well, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. So let's start by making sure we understand what do you mean by highly sensitive people? That's an excellent question. So it's determined that there's probably 15 to 20% of our population that are actually highly sensitive. And what that means is sensitives tend to process information more deeply than those who don't have that trait. Um, They take everything in, everything has a lot more meaning. Um, We tend to take longer timeframe to process things. And because of that processing depth, uh, it's really easy to get overwhelmed or overloaded by things. And our responses tend to be seen by others often as over-responsive, over-sensitive, you know, not letting things go. A lot of things that people tend to hear if they're highly sensitive as they're growing up or they're in relationships is, why can't you just leave that alone? Or I didn't, I didn't even mean anything by that. You know, how come you're upset or why is that such a big deal for you? You're so sensitive, you know? So it's, it's a way of processing information, but also experiencing um, life itself in a, in a little bit different realm. Uh, And it can be very challenging with those around who aren't highly sensitive and, and understanding that. So one of the things that's really key is helping others in your relationships in your work environment um, in your families to understand what that trait is and that uh, it's not just, you know, being unreasonable or uh, something that you can just turn on and turn off and you just need to get that figured out. (laughs) So it's very helpful to explain, you know, present the information to, to others and say, Hey, this is how I perceive things. And in this very specific situation, when you did this or when this happened, or when I saw this, this is how I took it. This is what it meant to me. And therefore that's why I had that reaction. Um, So it's, yeah, it it can be very challenging at times. The benefit though, the bonus is that it can be kind of a superpower really. When we're highly sensitive, we notice pretty much everything all around us all the time. So we're kind of like the canaries in the coal mine in a way, you know, that can be actually, you know, I know for a fact that I, kept my house from burning down one night because I actually woke up out of a dead sleep smelling something burning. So it can be a, you know, a sensory input kind of situation like that. It can be um, an empathy kind of thing, you know, recognizing that people need something um, or a situation needs something. Uh, And of course, with a really deep level of caring, there tends to be, you know, a lot of helpers and people putting, putting energy forward to try to, you know, help the, the greater Good. I can see how it would be absolutely critical in a family that 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 takes communication to a whole new deeper level. Absolutely. 
it sounds like this was quite a path, getting all of the training and the experience required. You know, I, I haven't known about this as a specific trait. I mean, it's been researched and there's all kinds of studies and um, I wasn't aware of that till about maybe 10 years ago. So of course, as I was growing up, I, I knew that I was extra sensitive, but I didn't realize that, that other people were as well, which is one of the, the challenges that we face until we figure, figure that out. It's like, oh, it's not just me. So of course, I had that sensitivity always growing up. But I went through, uh, as soon as I finished school, I went into grad school. I um, have a master's in counseling and went that direction. Of course, no one was talking about sensitivity at that point. Um, nothing like that was in my program. But I did work a lot with people with uh, cognitive behavioral uh, therapy, so helping people shift ideas to shift their behavior. And then I just kind of was naturally drawn to kind of stress management techniques that I would incorporate. I, that, I didn't even use that term at that time, but it was just things to kind of help people calm, calm their nervous system and feel better to be able to make more, you know, rational decisions or, or change their thinking. So I did that for a number of years and then I reached burnout. <laughs> I thought I was doing great, but I got burned out. So then I went to massage school, which was great. And that's where I learned um, energy work. So I did that for quite a number of years, um, working about 18 years with that. But you know, about four years ago or so, I really started to miss that one-on-one -on -one verbal connection with people, with, with clients, talking about you know, way, ways that their life can be improved. Uh, I just really missed that piece. So then that, that's when I headed into coaching. And even when I started that, I actually didn't have that conscious focus on highly sensitives until I started to realize, I mean, I, I focused definitely on the, the stress and the anxiety and the overwhelm and that, that, that area of, of focus. But after a couple of years, what I started to recognize is that the people that were drawn to me as, as a coach, I just kept seeing a very large percentage of them that were highly sensitive. So they found me because I'm highly sensitive and, um, and I realized that there was really a need for that because it's becoming a little bit more known, but there's just so much going on in our world now uh, that it's, it's really putting a lot of people on edge. And so those people are finding me and, and I just love being able to share, you know, my experiences and explaining you know, what, what it means and that it doesn't have to be all just overwhelming. It can also be a superpower. And so I've just really focused on using my own experiences and helping basically provide all the information that I wish I had had since I was a little kid, um, you know, to help everybody with their, with their life going forward. And it's amazing. I have a, a meetup group I do every other week. That's just a social platform for highly sensitive to just kind of chat together. And whenever I have new people joining that, that have just found it, the, the, it's a very high percentage of people who say, because I always ask, you know, how long have you known you were, you know, highly sensitive and what's that journey been? And the majority of them tend to be, oh, I found out last week or, oh, I just found this the other day when and it popped up and I said, oh, what's this? And then they read about it and they're thinking, oh my gosh, this is amazing. This is me. And, and it's not just me. So that's the, you know, that's what really is my passion in that is, is, helping people become more aware and and focusing on building that that self-perception and compassion and love because it can be really easy for highly sensitives to 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 really focus on all of those things they've heard their whole lives you know you're to this you're not enough this you're you know over this um 
and and taking that you know too deeply and taking it personally so it's it's really great to to help others you know with that recognition and that, and then learn the tools for how to make that easier yeah well i want to get to the tools but first i wanted to comment you mentioned you know how it helps if they're able to explain, you know, this is how I process things. Exactly. But if you're a child, you don't know. So if parents can understand this, if everyone can be more aware of it, and rather than the blanket, you're just too sensitive right. and dismissing them because they're outside the norm. And I loved what you said about it can be a superpower. Don't, don't look at it as something change yeah and that is part of the the, the self-recognition thing it's it's okay so I am one of you know one of every five people or so that are you know there's always all these other people that are understanding me as well so it's it's not something that I have to I don't have to change my sensitivity I can change the way I deal with the world to make that easier for me and to make relationships work better but I don't have to change a core piece of me just to fit in, you know, with every, everything else, the, with the rest of the, of the non-positive world. So it's, yeah, it's, and it's very helpful, you know, even as if, if parents recognize children are very sensitive, um, I like to try to shift that word from oversensitive to very sensitive, and they become aware of this as a, you know, as something to consider as a, as a trait, and then they can research and find out about it, Oh, they can make such a huge difference, uh, not only for the for the kids themselves, but for them for themselves, because it is challenging to to try to make that interface with someone who's very highly sensitive. If if someone else is not, you know, it's sort of like the men and women or the introvert, extrovert or whatever. You know, everyone has their own views. And, you know, highly sensitive just don't get non non highly sensitives. And vice versa, you know, I mean, you just, you're, you come from a different place, so you can't, you can't go there. But if you have an understanding and you research it a little bit, you learn more about it and you realize it's not just a choice, like they're just being unreasonable. It's like, oh, this is how they're processing. And then you get more compassion and, and say, okay, how can, how can we do this together to, to make this work? You know, if, if I'm not highly sensitive and you know, what happens a lot of times is the parents will realize they're highly sensitive too. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a challenge for parents because they're always taking care of everybody. They have to be on schedule. They have to do all of these things. And there's all, you know, you know, lots of chaos sometimes and things going on in the world. And what they really probably want some of the time is just to go inside and be quiet and not have anything that they have to take care of, but their parents. So um, sometimes it's really helpful for them to realize, oh, you know what? this might be me too. And maybe that's why I feel like I just need my time away sometimes. And instead of feeling guilty for that, you know, they can realize, oh, that's really actually really important for me in order to be a good parent, you know, to, to honor some of those things. So it can be helpful for, you know, on both sides of things. So is that one of the tips that when you recognize you're a highly sensitive person, make sure you're taking care of yourself. Absolutely. That is the number one key. So highly sensitive is basically if, you know, we have the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous system. So we have the fight or flight and the rest and digest, and we want those to be a nice balance. So for highly sensitive, generally speaking, our baseline starts a little higher. 
So it's more easy to get overwhelmed. It happens quicker. So it's really important to get that nervous system calmed as much as possible. So I, I highly recommend to everyone that I work with, um, and it's not for everybody, but meditation or some kind of mindfulness practice, some kind of going within, very quiet, no distractions, just a time to be is super helpful, super important. I mean, since I've made that a daily practice for myself, my ability to handle outside um, and, and internal, but especially outside stuff, uh, you know, instead of becoming so overwhelmed so easily, I just have such a, a greater threshold with that now um, because my nervous system is, is starting at a, a calmer place before all that, you know, comes into play. So it's, but yeah, self-care in general. And, you know, it's sort of like that, that thing, you know, you go on a, on a plane and they say, if, if the, the oxygen comes down, you put your mask on first and then you help everybody else. So it's that same idea, right? You need to fill yourself up so that you can be there for everyone else. So it's, that's important for everyone, but especially for highly sensitives that their nervous system is already more on edge, that self-care is, yeah, primary for sure. And, and you also mentioned being able to explain to people, this is how I process and, 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 and this is what I need. Yes. Yeah, and you can uh, you can actually go onto my website and, and under the highly sensitive person HSP section, there's a, a link for a, an inventory. Um, sometimes it's actually helpful helpful to actually have something printed off where you actually fill out. Oh, is this me? Yes. Um, how about this one? Yes, yes, yes. So you answer you know yes or no questions, and then that kind of helps people. It's like oh, do you, you know am I highly sensitive? And you take the inventory and go oh okay. In my case, there there are 24 questions, and I answered 22 of them as, as yes, that's me. So yeah, pretty, pretty clear. And there are different levels of sensitivity, of course, and there's introverts and extroverts, actually both some extroverts um, are highly sensitive, but yeah, if you, so sometimes that's very helpful. If you actually have something on paper and you fill it out and you're like, Oh, this is my score. And then you can hand that to someone and say, Hey, can you, can you take this little, you know, inventory thing or look at it or whatever and see what their response is. And then you say, okay, so this was my score on this. And, you know, maybe twice what the other person's was or something like that. So they can actually have something to look at that's like, you know, you're not making it up. You're not, um, again, being unreasonable, whatever. And, and wow, look at all these things that I'd never even thought of before that are written down here that, that you checked as yes. You know, these are, wow, I, I had no idea, you know. And then it, it just opens up a, a, a place for conversation. So, if, you know, parents providing that for kids or if they're really if kids are really young, you know, they can do the inventory on behalf of how do you think your child would answer this or what's the behavior that you see that indicates these things, you know. So if they're not of an age that they would actually take the inventory, well, parents can certainly do it for them. And, and that is just really helpful to be able to share with that. Yeah. Yeah. A word that really comes to my mind is acceptance. Yes. Rather than seeing this as I need to change this about my child's behavior. Exactly. Accepting and knowing this can be a superpower. Right. And, and knowing that, again, it's just because it is easy for parents, for coworkers, for anyone in, in a relationship of any kind to assume that the person is just kind of either choosing to be that sensitive or just being difficult, you know. <laughs> You know, so once they realize, oh, this isn't, you know, this isn't a choice. This isn't a, 
you know, just an unreasonable, oh, I'm going to, I want to be finicky today or be, you know, annoying or whatever. It's, it's like, oh, okay, this is just where the person comes from. This is, this is what their processing, you know, presents for them. This, this is how they take life, how they see life. And, you know, when you're talking about the superpower thing, one, one of the things that's really awesome, I always like to point out to everyone that is a benefit um, from in most, I don't know how it would not be a benefit that can in, also be a superpower in terms of people choosing their, their work and their career and, and life path and that kind of thing is that there tends to be an extremely deep appreciation for beauty and art. So there tends to be a very deep connection with nature and, and we can just be so incredibly, I mean, like seriously, literally moved to tears by a piece of music or a piece of art or something like that. So, I mean, that's just, that's actually, you know, when it, things get really challenging, it's easy to think, oh, I wish I wasn't as sensitive and I, this wasn't even an issue. But then when I think of the things that I wouldn't have, you know, the, the, how I can notice every little thing and know that something has to be taken care of or the, how, how well, how much I am so moved by my connection with nature and with music and, and art and beauty. So yeah, it's, it's really good to, to be rec- to recognize both the challenges so that people will understand, you know, it's, it's not just a, a choice, um, but then how you can work with that to, to make it, you know, a, a real benefit. So then do you see your role is just helping them understand how to take care of themselves, how to manage and reduce that? Yeah. So, I mean, so much of it is that, you know, reducing the, calming the nervous system to reduce that overwhelm, you know, whether it's kids or parents or, or whatever, just being able to, to come at it from a, a calmer place. And that automatically makes everything easier. You know, if you can start in a calmer place, then it's easier to handle everything, even if it's not what you would choose, right? So, and then it's a matter of, of helping people to validate either their children or themselves as, as just as important as anybody else with this trait, rather than, like, again, you know, something that has to be changed. So really valuing you know, creating self-compassion and understanding and trying to release, you know, as, as, an, as adults, release all of the things that have, that have built throughout their childhood and into their adulthood that they've held on to, that's been making that a challenge to, to value themselves because they hear that you're to this and to that. So letting that go is, is really important. And then, yeah, then lots of tools you know, suggestions, personal experience of my own, you know, these work for me. I always give it, you know, a big resource list, which is also on my, on my website of just stuff that's really helpful. Right now, it's kind of difficult to tell people this, but one of the big things is to stay away from the news. Because <laughs> one of the things with highly sensitives is that we really can't tolerate very well any kind of disrespect, violence, inhumane behavior, you know, anything like that, which of course is all of the stuff that, you know, makes the news. So that's really overwhelming, overloading. So minimizing yes. that is super important. And, you know, again, with the election coming, that's a little challenging, but um, yeah, it's, it's key to, to, to be able to limit, you know, external forces that you do have control over how much you're on um, social media, 
that's a huge deal too, because that can become overwhelming. Not maybe each time you sit down, that's not, it's not necessarily something that's happening that's overwhelming at that, at that point. But when you've got so many things coming at you and all of the electronic stuff and the sounds and all that kind of stuff that are triggers often for highly sensitive too, at some point that becomes very overwhelming. So, you know, trying to create your own environment where you can manage that is a, is a huge deal too. And, and just trying to be aware, you know, once you acknowledge that the trait and recognize that you're okay having that trait, then you can kind of create your life so that it, it works for you. It doesn't mean you have to stop seeing people or stop going out or, um, or, or you know, changing things to, to make it not enjoyable for you. You can just set those limits and know that that's okay. You know, you, you say, yeah, I, it sounds really good to go out tonight and do that, but I'd really rather stay in because I kind of need to recharge, regroup, and that, you know, that other thing might just push me over the edge. And, and again, if you've had conversations with people, you can explain that to them rather than just being like, oh, no, thank you. And then people are wondering, why, you know, why do you never want to do anything together? Or, you know, that, why do you want to avoid me or all those assumptions that can happen if, it, if it's not. So, and it's good, you know, for parents to recognize the same thing with, with their, their children. Sometimes they'll, they'll think, you know, why does my kid not want to have, you know, 16 friends and go on all these overnights and go to these parties or go to, you know, whatever. And they just, you know, she's just fine staying in a room and reading or, you know, bringing one friend over for like an hour or two and then she's ready to be done. You know, why is that? Well, because that's her level of tolerance for, taking care, you know, I mean, kids are actually much better at knowing when they, how they need to take care of themselves. They just aren't always allowed that opportunity, but they're, they're pretty good with figuring it out if we allow them that space. Yeah. So you mentioned the survey, it's on your website and I'll have a link to your website, but just what out, just tell us what your website is. How, how can people contact you? Yeah, they can go to Lifescape hyphen wellness.com. There are, you know, you can read about me, you can read about coaching, but there's a, a page specific to highly sensitives that you can peruse through there. And then there's also a resource page that has like the, the list that I always give everybody that has, you know, ideas on music and people to listen to that can help you, you know, calm yourself and meditations and things like that. And then I also have a blog section, blog post. And actually under there, there's there by category. So you can click on just the, the highly sensitive category and find all of the blog posts that I've, I've offered that are pertinent, um, if not specifically geared toward highly sensitive. So there's, there's a bit of information on there to help folks. And you know, if they're wondering if this could be my kid or you know, could this be myself? And they can pretty, you know, get a pretty good idea on that. And then there's other resources available as well. Well, that sounds like a very valuable resource and good to check out. And I learned years ago as a teacher, I heard the phrase, the, the most helpful thing to do is just assume everyone you meet is doing the best they can. And that's one of those things that's, that's a key to remembering if, if you're having issues with the way someone's, you know, reacting to you or talking with you about things is to remember not only are they doing the best they can, but it's from the, their perspective. So yeah. we can't understand each other to that point of, of knowing, you know, if, if that person is not highly sensitive, they're not going to, they're not going to 
get, you know, to that level of what that is like. Um, and just like you can't, uh, the highly sensitive isn't going to understand how the other person could not see it that way. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's that need to share and communicate um, so that it can be understood and, and just worked through instead of being such a challenge. Yeah. Well, I, I can see this saving marriages, you know, from, <laughs> right. you know keeping families yeah. from splitting. You know, I mean, just all of the conflict, if we can, it's the old you know, see life from the other person's perspective, you know, walk a mile in their shoes kind of thing. And it really can empower parents because if they get a better understanding of their child, they can be a better parent. Yeah. And then if they realize it's, it's that they are also highly sensitive or their child's not, but they are. And that's why they were having a hard time dealing with certain behaviors or whatnot. Yeah. It, it can be very empowering just having that knowledge, you know, just like with everything, awareness is the first step, right? So as soon as you have that awareness, that this is even, I mean, that was my big thing. It's like, I didn't know this was a thing. I didn't know that was identified as anything that someone thought to study and, and found out that all of the, you know, so many people <laughs> experience this too. And it's, it's very liberating. And then it can be very empowering. Yes. And, and hasn't this come about because of the development of neuroscience. We are now able to study more about the brain, how it works. Yeah, even since um, Elaine Aaron is the person that I've, you know, how I discovered it and she's done all of the research. And so even since the time that she started doing that, there are new advancements. And so they're able to, and that's how they know it's actually genetic. It, it is a genetic trait. So yeah, there've been a lot of, a lot of studies, a lot of testing, a lot of new information because of all of the technology that's available now. Well, Tammy, thank you so much for sharing all this information you have gathered and, and sharing the valuable services and resources you're offering. And I know it, it'll help a lot of people. Well, it's been great to be here and I just love sharing it and helping people find out about the highly sensitive trait because it's, yeah, it can be amazing if, if we have those tools. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Well, thank you. And you have a great day. You too. Thank you so much for having me. We have just concluded another episode of In Support of Families. If you enjoyed the show and found it valuable, we appreciate you leaving us a review or recommending us to your friends. For more helpful resources, visit our website at insupportoffamilies.com. Join us again next week, and thanks for listening.